All right, it is public. Although Jamar's screen is um frozen. What in the world? Yeah, your your screen's frozen. All right, I'm gonna uh, exit and come back in. Okay. Stupid computer. I gotta get Chris James on here. I gotta get Chris on here. Um, yep. So you're here. Yeah. Um, hmm. All right. Um, who else am I trying to think of, Jamar? Yeah, so far. <laughs> um, just a few people. Uh, let's begin. Whoever's uh, I, I forget about uh, they uh pop up in my my mind uh shortly. It's Saturday morning, world. We're still waking up, and I haven't had my folders. Did you, Jamar? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't even really drink folders. Nah. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Hello, 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 and good morning, world. And welcome to the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast. It is Saturday morning. Thank you all for tuning in with us as we uh, get our conversation about the latest sports topics uh, that has touched our hearts from this past week. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. It is always a blast every single weekend. As a reminder that every week, we always like to begin our podcast by reminding our audience that the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast can be found on Facebook via the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast page, on Spotify as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, YouTube, Apple Podcasts as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, as well as our own Facebook pages via Brandon Price and Jamar Goodman, amongst other streaming platforms. Today is May 15th, 2021, and we have yet again seen an interesting week in the sports world. And so as a result, we have seen uh, the fun things that have occurred as example with Aaron Rodgers. Um, And, you know, all that goes along with him and his antics of calling out people and uh, his head coach stating that he wants him in the worst way. I don't know what the hell that meant, by the way. I was just tremendously disturbed, Jamar. (laughs) <laughs> um, and it just gave me more things to talk about with the Green Bay Packers um, when I heard that on the news. Um, it was just extremely weird to hear. Uh, however, speaking of the Milwaukee area, the Milwaukee Bucks continue in their high streak, uh, proving 
to be a serious contender um, within the NBA uh, and the playoffs as they go forward. Um, you know, we got the Los Angeles Lakers continuing their stumbling ways. Um, we've had, you know, Alex Rodriguez make a big investment into the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that was really nice to see. Um, alongside, you know, as example, the Chicago Bulls making odd news uh, in their biggest game of the season, Jamar, uh, which will come about as the Nets big three starting. Um, so, you know, I don't know if that's excitement for the Bulls fans or if that's just like a slap in the face for our season. Uh, however, we have seen uh, a lot that is occurring within the sports world. Remain, we are getting towards the NBA playoffs. So that will be most of our focus today. Uh, but we will start out uh, with some football, of course. And so introducing my brother from another mother, Mr. Jamar Goodman. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good, good. Is my screen frozen again? Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, yeah, it's frozen. I, I, I just love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man, you, you, get, you got your fresh cut this morning, too. I know. It, it just, I guess I just want to display my haircut. That, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey. right, give, me a, give me a couple of seconds. I'll be back. Okay. And so Jamar right now is going through a bit of a technical glitch on his end, uh, you know, with the sub-zero effect right now. Uh, but he will be back. Um, and we will begin our conversation really, really shortly. Uh, let's see. Oh, you're no longer frozen. Yep, I'm back. Yes, you got your boy shirt on too, man. So that's dope. Um, it's always cool. And so <clears throat> let's begin our conversation this morning, Jamar, uh, for our fans, for the folks to tune in. Um, talking uh, about Chicago Bears. So we'll begin with some NFL talk and the newly released schedule for the 2021 season. And so what games do you feel are winnable and do you like this schedule? And then let's try to see where we think a good start for Justin Fields would be uh, in regards to this season. So um, based upon the schedule, we got of course, 16 games. Um, 17. Oh, that's right, 17. We got 17 games now. And we begin uh, in Los Angeles. Um, then we got Cincinnati, Cleveland, Detroit, at Vegas versus Green Bay, at Tampa versus San Fran, Pitt, got a bye, Baltimore, at Detroit, Arizona, we host them. Oh, well, we go to Green Bay, uh, Minnesota visit us, we go to Seattle, New York visit us, then we finish up, of course, in Minnesota. And so um, out of this 17-game schedule, Jamar, first and foremost, do you like this schedule? Do you, As a Bears fan, with our current roster, do you like this schedule? Which games do you feel are winnable? Just right off top. Ooh. All right. First winnable game is week two, <laughs> home against Cincinnati. <laughs> the, the, the schedule as a whole. Wait, 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 Jamar, Jamar. Why didn't you state week one? We are playing Matthew Stafford week one. How could you not state that, that, that against the Los Angeles Rams with Matthew Stafford, and if we were to get two touchdowns early in the game um, and get off to an early lead, 
that Matthew Stafford would traditionally get garbage yards and we would beat them by 10 points. I don't tell you think that's not possible. Come on, man. <laughs> you and this weak, weekly disrespect of Matthew Stafford. We I'm just saying, you know, like this is this is very well possible with um no, 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 Matthew no, no. Stafford. No, 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 no. This is Matthew Stafford with the Rams, not Matthew Stafford with the Lions. Matthew Stafford with the Lions, sure. Matthew Stafford with the Rams, eh, no. No. Okay. All right. Um, I, I think it's winnable. I, I think we could be 2-0. Um, even with Andy Dog, you know, just all we gotta do is run the ball and um make the defense get a few, you know, interceptions, which they're gonna do against Matthew Stafford. And um this 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 this, this isn't bad, man. All right. Um so. the, the schedule as a whole, this is brutal. We have the third toughest schedule in the whole football league. This is brutal. Somebody oh. told me that they like this schedule. I looked at it. I'm like, what the hell you like about it? Who? Who would they write my likes this? This is brutal. Somebody I work out with, man, stated they like the schedule. Oh, now I had to look at it. And I'm like, no. I don't really know what I like about the schedule. I don't even like starting off at LA. That's pretty damn tough. Dude, like, not, not to mention the opponents, but if you notice, we don't have any back to back home games or back to back road games. It's all alternating. Wow, the whole, the whole season. Oof. Now, I, 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 will say this. I will say this, though. This is the fourth time this happened in the last 10 years, um, just to any particular team. And the three teams that have had this schedule, they miraculously end up winning their division so that there's a, a silver lining there. Okay. But, um, Good piece of history. Yeah, but back to this. This, this is rough. This is rough. So after week four, because the first four games isn't as bad. The Rams, that's a tough opponent. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Detroit. It's like I can see them going two and two there, three and one, two and two, depends on how you know good they're playing. Mm-hmm. After that. So look at the listen to this stretch here between week five and week eleven. At Las Vegas, that's not an easy game. Oh no, uh Planet Vegas seat ain't no joke. Nope. Then you got Green Bay. Depends if Rodgers is there or not. That that that's the whole wild card thing. But you're mm-hmm. going to Tampa, home against the 49ers. You're going on the road Monday night football against Pittsburgh, which that's not a good that's not a good matchup at all. And then get yeah. the bye week playing home against Baltimore. That's that's tough. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. not to mention mm-hmm. you got Arizona, who's up and coming, Seattle at well, Seattle. Well, let's, let's not forget that Thanksgiving game is always tough because that's a really short turnaround. That's true because we get yeah. we get uh, the Lions right after we play Baltimore. So right, mm-hmm. yeah. And not that's to tough. Like, like I mentioned, going to Seattle that's always tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I mean, Vegas, like I said, had us winning, what, was it seven and a half? <sighs> I don't know, man. <laughs> seven and ten. Uh, seven yeah, and ten, eight, nine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, right man, it, it, it depends. So we know everybody that Andy Dalton's going to start out the season. Um, so we know he'll start against the Rams. We know he'll start against the Bengals. We know he'll start up in Cleveland uh, against Detroit uh, at Vegas. This is when the rumblings will start going. 
when Justin Fields, um, you know, uh, in his rookie season. The Rumblers have started going between that Vegas and Green Bay game. Um, I think Green Bay would be a nice start or Detroit, but Detroit is a little too early, right, Jamar? That's only the fourth game, so I don't think they're going to start him that soon. But Green Bay, right, it depends. You're right. If they own three. Yeah, I can see them. I can see them throwing them out there. They own three or against Vegas, uh, like – yeah, they 0-3 or 0-4 or 1-3 going into Vegas or something like that. Four, five, six. I can, I can see that. I wouldn't start him at Vegas, though. I'd start him at, against Green Bay at home if Aaron Rodgers isn't in Green Bay. That's a perfect one because him and Jordan Love pretty much are two rookies facing off at that point. Yeah. So I, I would love to see, you know, him start against Green Bay, especially if Aaron Rodgers is not playing. Um, against Jordan Love, uh, I think against Detroit, you know, the week four is a little too early. So if the Bears are hypothetically one and three or something like that, um, it's just early. But against Green Bay, I think it'd be nice. So I'm looking forward to just that week because I know the Rumblers are going to start. I don't believe in Andy Dalton. I'm here to state that. Um, he has been a good quarterback in Cincinnati. Very efficient, but um, what I've seen in Dallas was just abysmal. And so um, Jordan Love, his rumblings will begin um, around this time frame between Vegas, Green Bay. Not a good start at Tampa. Then another option will be Jamar against the 49ers, um, especially depending upon who is their starting quarterback between Jimmy G and um, the kid from uh, North Dakota. So uh, Trey Lance. And so... uh, Green Bay or San Francisco, I think, are good, you know, uh, possibilities for um, Justin Fields' first start. What you think? I can see it, but I, I know it, it, it depends on a number of things. Like, one, how good or bad Andy Dalton's playing. Two, how good right. our record or bad is. Three, I mean, Andy Dalton getting hurt, that had to escalate things. True. And four, True. I mean, what if Justin Fields, like, escalate the process itself and come out the gate starting because he's been that much superior to Andy Dalton beforehand. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. These are, these are definite options. Um, and, you know, some to definitely look forward to. I'm really interested, man, in seeing like, um, additionally, how Montgomery starts off this season. I think it's vitally important to the success of the team. He, he, he started off real crappy last year. I told you for most of the season, I was not a fan. He came alive at the end of the season. I just hope that he doesn't have a slump starting off slow and, and, and just, you know, moving the ball slow. I, I need a fast Pro Bowl season from him. If we can get a Pro Bowl season out of uh, Montgomery, I think the Bears could be a playoff team. I kid you not, he could carry this team. If he gets off to a fast start. He's a momentum back. I see that now. And if things ain't going well, they won't go well. But if they are going well, he can be a pro bowler. I can see that. But I think uh, I think part of that is predicated on the offensive line. Now, I will say this. I think our offensive line is going to be a lot better this upcoming season than last year by default because I'm mm-hmm. loving the new additions that we have. And the subtractions. Uh, yes. Both yeah. of them. Because remember, Leno, I told you, man, you know, you're just cracking up. 
told you um, he was blocking somebody. Well, they couldn't block nobody. And um, I, you know, looked at the game and I, I, I saw how big he was up top. Big belly, big arms, everything up top. Looked at the bottom. He had some chicken legs. And I'm like, remember that? And I'm like, <laughs> it is no wonder why he can't block nobody. So um, it went downhill since he proposed to his girlfriend during our good season. It went downhill. For him. <laughs> so, yeah, man, uh, the Bears offensive line is vitally important. David Montgomery is vitally important. Although the quarterback position is the most important position in football, um, this running back game and, you know, us controlling the clock, uh, dictating the pace of the game is very important. So we need David Montgomery. We need to recall him to have great seasons this year. This is a wide open division if Aaron Rodgers is not packing up in Green Bay and playing. It's super it's, open. It, it, it can be ours. It can definitely be ours if Rodgers is mm -hmm. not there. If he's there. Right. If he's there, it's, it's going to be easy for the Packers. They're going to run the damn division, I believe. Um, but, you know, who knows? I mean, if he comes back and he's not mentally where he needs to be, you know, maybe maybe the Bears can rattle him, a, rattle him, a, rattle him a little bit, just a little bit. And uh, you know, so any further thoughts on the Bears schedule, brother? Before we uh talk about Matt Lafleur, um, nah, I think it's it's straightforward here. It's it's a tough schedule. We we gonna see what type of team we really have this year. So. Definitely, definitely. Um, so, by the way, special shout out to Matt Lafleur, who stated yesterday to the Green Bay and Milwaukee media that he wants Aaron Rodgers in the worst way. So, just curious, Jamar Goodman, how does that statement sound to you, and how how disturbing is that that he stated he wants Aaron Rodgers in the worst way? Uh, what the hell is going on up in Green Bay? I was always suspicious of that place. Man, it sounds like he uh shooting his shot at Aaron Rodgers, man. Like, sound like he's, he's trying to get that, trying to get that girl. <laughs> I'm talking about the hell is going on up in Green Bay. What the hell wrong with y'all? Dude, that that sounds lines of something that I expect uh, Dan Campbell to say in Detroit at this point, not, not Matt LaFleur. Oh my gosh. Like, what the hell is going on with these head coaches in the NFC North? <laughs> Oh man. Uh stating he want Aaron Rodgers in the worst way. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, uh no wonder why he won out of Green Bay he trying to get away from you. Apparently, so uh, <laughs> jokes aside, apparently he he needs Aaron Rodgers because without him, I guess we will finally you know get to see what coaching techniques Matt LaFleur has, because it feels like he's right. been hiding behind the greatness of Aaron Rodgers this whole time. Facts, facts absolute facts. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's basically what you, what are you really made of, Matt LaFleur? What are you really it, made of? Exactly. Uh, Going to really find out what he made of um, and really how good Jordan Love is. Can't hide him anymore either if Aaron Rodgers leave. And so um, we might look up, it'll be a 30 for 30 on this one day. You know, like, like, mm -hmm. Oh, or uh, not not uh, not Jordan Love, but uh, their newly signed quarterback, uh, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. I mean, it's just getting even worse for Green Bay. Like, they signed Blake Bortles. Got Tim Tebow 
<laughs> so <laughs> that leads us to our next question here. Uh, Tim Tebow uh, signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jamar, this was very surprising for me. He hasn't played in an NFL game uh, since 2012 as quarterback um, since he last threw that touchdown to Emmanuel Sanders in the wild card game uh, on Ryan Clark and a number of other guys in the AFC wild card classic game. Say that again. Yeah, sorry, Deshaun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, he got down to field and he was doing, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit and stadium was going wild. That was a great classic moment. And then he signed with the New York Jets and uh, he was playing a little bit of everything, running back, quarterback, whatever else. Um, but he hasn't played in an NFL game since then. Um yeah. So just your thoughts, man. Like, um, and I think in 2015, I don't even think he really even played in any games. He just was like on the preseason and then he didn't even make the uh, roster with the Jets, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He's been playing a little baseball for the last six years. Yeah. So how the hell does this happen? Can you tell the world how does he side with the Jacksonville Jaguars? I, I, I give you one, one name and one name only urban Meyer. Right. The connection between Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow. Um, go, go, they, they have a little history back in Florida. Right. Um, I mean, at this point, I mean, Tim Tebow as a football player, like in general, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind Tim Tebow as a football player. Tim Tebow right. probably played a game. I don't know what he is right now, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's, uh, you know, Urban Meyer trying to get a winning, like positive, like culture going here. Right. I, I, I don't know. I can't explain. He never played tight end in his life, and they signed him to a backup role. Um, I don't know if he's actually going to make the 53 man roster when it's right. all done. Maybe he'll come on the coaching staff. He's probably better fit for the coaching staff at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, do you think that maybe Urban Meyer brought him in there just for that passion? you know, to be a mentor, to bring that swag from Florida, that national championship swag. Remember, he was in the media. Remember remember those epic, epic uh, – and I, I would even get fired up by, you know, listening to his uh, post-game chants or talking about what they're going to do. We're going to win every single game this year. Um, you know, uh, post-game conferences, uh, very passionate. Uh, and I think that's what uh, Urban Meyer got to be – you know, doing here, man. You got to be having him as a way to get him into the organization, like you state, to eventually get him on the coaching staff, um, and to just have him around there to bring that work ethic, that passion, that winning mindset uh, that Tim Tebow has, you know, to that team, and, and prove that a lot is possible, man. Because he did make the New York Mets. I mean, that's that was pretty impressive, you know. Yeah, I. It's like it feels like Tim Tebow don't doesn't know what he wants to do. That, that, that's what it feels like. And with Urban Meyer being his mentor and you know having that history, it's just maybe just another chapter into Tim Tebow's uh, I don't know athletic career. I, I I don't know what to call this man, but I do know one thing: there there was definitely some angry players in the league about this. Oh, definitely. Um, and it's not even 
And I know some of it is, you know, compared to the Kaepernick. I'm not even, that's not even right on going. It's more so like the Dez Bryans of the world. Exactly. Who had hell to get back into the NFL. It's like, like how Dez Bryant, like it took him like what, two, two years to get a job type thing? No, three, three. Three. Mm-hmm. And he would played a couple of games in Baltimore. He did score a touchdown or two. And it, it, it he, dude, the, 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 yeah, the process of him getting back in the league, according to Tim T, uh, compared to Tim Tebow, is is just ridiculous, man. That that's absolutely, that's- absolutely, and that's my biggest. That's my biggest. You you went exactly where I was going here. How the hell does Tim Tebow, um, who hasn't really played quarterback in the NFL since 2012, um, basically was on a practice squad for the New York Jets in 2015, uh, just out of nowhere gets back in the NFL. His legs ain't under him. Man been playing baseball. I mean, Urban Meyer, the hell you think he Michael Jordan or something? He's not that good. Um, he can't throw the ball that deep. Um, you know, he's not the most athletic quarterback in the world, although he's a great back, like a running back type. It's just uh, I don't know what you get out of this um, yeah. other than trying to bring him into the organization. This is a very, very white privileged uh, for me, and and that's my biggest issue. He 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 should have been uh, Taysom Hill before Taysom Hill. That's what he should have. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They they you know he should have been a Taysom Hill before Taysom Hill. Um, would have been a nice role for him, definitely. Um, on you know Sundays, but uh, him getting in, it's just like really, are you serious? So um, I'm I'm not really too amped up or too excited about this. Um, good luck to him. All the best. Um, you are living proof that anything is possible um, if you have the right connections in the NFL. Um, but I don't see too much coming out of this. If Tim Tebow scores a touchdown, it'll be epic. Um, and it'll be all over social media and the sports world if he scores a touchdown in Jacksonville, um, which I don't think they will score a lot of touchdowns in Jacksonville. Um, not this season with the rookie head coach or rookie quarterback. That's mainly the biggest thing is the rookie quarterback um, and a very, very young defense. Um, they are definitely rebuilding in um, Jacksonville. And so I don't think they got much to lose with signing Tim Tebow. Good for him, man. I mean, you know, this is just another chapter in his career. And so if I were Tim Tebow, Jamar, and I got offered a contract, I wouldn't turn it down. I'd be like, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's sign. Where give me the red dotted paper? Let's go. Let's sign this. And so, um, you know, it's it's good for him that you know he can, um, you know, get started on another chapter in his career. So, shout out to Tim Tebow. Uh, best of luck, man. Um, I'm thinking you'll do well, even if you make the practice squad. I mean. That's just something to additionally point out in your career, another achievement. So, all right. right, Uh, Yeah, enough about Tim Tebow, right? Uh, Let's talk some NBA, brother, because that is the crust of what we came here today for. And so uh, shout out to all my NBA fans, because it's about to get real. The NBA playoffs starts this week. And so the Los Angeles Lakers – Uh, are in a fight for their health, which is indeed wealth going into the NBA playoffs. Um, 
The Lakers are a half game behind um, Portland. If Portland were to lose to the Nuggets and the Lakers, which they play two dangerous games tonight back-to-back on the road, um, and I don't even think that their starters will play. I don't even think AD and LeBron will play. Um, possibly they will. I think they should totally play Jamar. Um, they've been injured. What the hell do they have to lose? And you have to play in a tournament that's on the line here. And you want to try to avoid the Warriors, I think. Um, and you want to try to avoid uh, just the play in tournament in general. Although I don't think that they'll lose to the Grizzlies if they were to play them. Um, they will play the Grizzlies tomorrow and they'll host the Grizzlies. Um, but you want to, I think you should just try to avoid this thing all in all. And um, fight for that number five seed so you can play Denver uh, in the first round. I like your chances against Denver, uh, but playing in that number six spot and going up against the Clippers, I think that's a no-no. And then going number seven, I mean, that might not be too bad. Uh, you'll play Phoenix, uh, which I think they'll have a chance. But um, biggest thing, Jamar, is if they play in a play-in tournament, do you still think they can win the West and make the NBA Finals as a seven or eight seed? Playing in a tournament or not, no, <laughs> because of their health. They're not healthy. Yeah, that's, that's just the bottom line. Like, look, the Lakers is probably the next to the Nets. They're probably the most top-heavy team in the league as far as the degree of their talented superstars on their roster. Right. That's how much load that they can carry. Exactly. They go as far as those two, LeBron and AD. For real, for real. Yep. So, both of them banged up. Like – Going through that gauntlet, I don't I do play in tournament or not. It's I, I just don't see it. Now, the standings are very interesting as of right now because Nuggets and the Clippers uh records are tied and look like the Nuggets have the tiebreaker. So the Nuggets are in third right now. Clippers are in fourth. Okay. So it's definitely gonna come down to uh this weekend to see who who plays what, but but I do agree with you. Um, they should play because for two reasons. One, both reasons, like you stated. One, um, them sitting out, I mean, you're not going to get that much better resting at this point. So you might as well just play. Right. Get used to playing again. And then second, it's like you, you don't want to play in a playing tournament. You don't because you leave yourself up for chance. You never know what may happen. Let's, sure. just, say, let's just say they rest, right? And then, you know, they play the Warriors – you know, Steph Curry does his thing. They lose They lose to the Warriors, and they end up playing, I guess, at this point, the Grizzlies by default because we expect them to beat the Spurs, right? So, and then what, what, let's just say, for instance, like, you know, LeBron and AD both re-aggravate, they re-aggravate something in the middle of that game. Mm-hmm. game against uh, the Warriors. AD, I, damn it, it's the first quarter with Anthony Davis. He'd be hurt the first quarter, first 10 minutes. And can't do nothing else. Be hobbling all over the court. I'm talking about it looks really bad. Looks really, really bad. Like, like what if they get hurt again? And, and you in the second playing game now, and you going against a hungry John Morant Grizzlies team that's just like smell blood in the water and just not right. you don't want to lead at the chance. Just do whatever you can to get the sixth spot. I mean, because you know, we they need help from Portland, but still, it's like don't you don't want to put just you know, force yourself into that predicament without app, you know. If you don't have to, so mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Interesting, my brother. Yep. Um, very interesting. Um, the Lakers are in deep, 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 deep trouble. And um, I don't think um, I've seen some great things from LeBron over his career, bro. And I scratch my head right here because I'm like, could LeBron pull this off again? Um, this would be amazing. Um, and it's an open Western conference. It really is. But you don't have no health, man. And Anthony Davis, I don't think LeBron can win the West by himself. Um, I think he'll need some help against some of those top-heavy teams because they just got a lot of scoring at Phoenix and Utah. And Portland can put up a lot of numbers. And Luka Doncic put up a lot. I mean, it's just the West is very, very top-heavy, very talented, a lot of points. And so um, LeBron, I don't know if, you know, they can pull that off. I know that once the playoffs hit, me and you, Jamar, know that this man will go into a mold that will be hell on the court. It will be physically imposing. It will be tiring for other teams. They will get worn out. But um, this ain't the East. And I believe he definitely needs some type of help. And AD's health is just the man, like you say, just hobbling all over the court. It's, it's really bad to watch. It's tough to watch. It's tough as hell to watch him, him being hurt in the first 10 minutes, hobbling, just looking like he looks worse than Derrick Rose did back in um, his injury days. I swear. No, seriously, he looks worse than Derrick Rose. And so um, I'm just thinking like, damn, they both from Chicago too. Why? Like, why, 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 why? Both from Chicago. But um, we, we will see, man. This, this is um, definitely something to look forward to, but. It's like, do you play them and then get them a chance of aggravating themselves before the playoffs? Or do you play them to get them back in the rhythm mode? Or do you just play LeBron, Jamar, um, and let him get his rhythm going and then just get AD ready for the playoffs? You know, that's always an option. And so the Lakers, they got questions, man. And um, they are definitely in trouble. But depending upon they see which – we will see. We could be talking about something completely different next Saturday. But um, as of now, them playing in the playing tournament, not a good look. Um, you'll be in some deep trouble. And if you are in that playing tournament, you better avoid Stephen Curry. Um, yeah, they are hot as hell right now. And it's just like, oh, this makes total sense. Putting up almost 50 points in the first quarter last night. Steph Curry putting up 19 in the first so um, he's going to get points, a whole lot of them. So uh, with that being said, all right, we got a number of teams that be, appear, appear to be playing the right basketball at the right time. Um, so um, I need, Jamar, from you two teams from each conference outside the number two seed that you would not want to play come this playoffs. Two teams from the East, two teams from the West that you want to avoid. All right. Um, I guess which conference you want to start with first? Doesn't matter. Let's start with the East. Because right. that's who I'm interested in mainly. All right. So as of right now, I'm gonna just, you know, list what the standings are because you know, certain spots are forever changing. Mm -hmm. So Philly locked up the one, Brooklyn second, Milwaukee's third, Atlanta's fourth right now, Miami's fifth, the Knicks are sixth, Boston seven, Hornets eight, Pacers nine, Wizards ten. Mm. All right. So, I mean, you can 
I feel like there's three or four teams <laughs> that you probably don't want to see right now. Um, I guess I'm, I'm going to pick the, the Knicks for one. I mean, for reasons that we already granted before. Mm-hmm. Defensive will, uh, you know, the mumbo mentality that Julius Randle bringing in tips, you know, unleashing it upon everybody. Mm-hmm. Tough as nails, you know, hard nose, uh, ball movement, uh, playing for one another, that, that pride. That's, that's what they're playing with. Now, I, I could sit up here and, and say the Miami Heat, which is, you know, we talked about that as well. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Case, I'm gonna leave that to you, but I'm, I'm gonna go in a different direction here. Just a little little wild card here, but it's a team that I, I don't think anybody wants to see in this playing tournament in the East, and that's the Wizards. I mm-hmm. want the Wizards because that team has been balling out for like the last month. Like mm-hmm. ever since I felt like you know Stephen A. Smith like put uh Russell Westbrook on notice for. You know, when they had that, like, small little beef thing when, you know, I don't, I don't know if, you know, a lot of people are aware, but Stephen A. Smith, that triple-double that Westbrook had, a, it was a monstrous triple-double. Stephen A. was like, I'm not impressed. Like, you just need to win. And then they went back and forth. Ever since then, like, this Wizards team has been on a tear. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they leapfrogged our Bulls and got into the, the playoffs here. Mm-hmm. Um that backcourt of him and Bradley Bill has been sensational. Bradley Bill has been resting, but lo and behold, uh, I think he's the second uh, second in the league in scoring. And you know, Westbrook, you know, got the all time triple doubles now. Mm-hmm. That's a backcourt. I don't think East people in the East uh, really want to see right now because they they gonna fight. They gonna fight. Yeah, they're gonna be a tough out. Yeah, so tough, tough, tough. Pacers right now, I don't want to play the Wizards in the play in. If I'm the Hornets right now, I don't want to see them either. So they'll play. They'll play the Celtics. The Celtics have been having a rough season, uh, but that'd be interesting, man. Um, if they were to play the Celtics, do you want to see the Celtics too? <laughs> like you know, I know they've you know been banged up and they've been a terrible team. But it's just the, the fact of just Jason Tatum and a very streaky Kemba Walker on the other side of the court. That's just – that's the no, – I, I can't. Mm. They're cooked. The Celtics are cooked. They had 70 games as of right now to prove to us that they are a top-tier team in the Eastern Conference. It is not that. They are a 500 team right now, 35 yep. and 35. They had 70 mm-hmm. games. They're yeah. cooked. And then with Jalen Brown done for the rest of the year, they are cooked. They yeah. smell blood. The other teams mm. smell blood on the Celtics. It's a wrap. Yeah. Um, good, man. Uh, I mean, you know, the Wizards are they're gonna be a tough, tough out. You're gonna have to score to beat them. Like seriously, you're gonna have to score. I just don't like the Wizards giving up um the game against the Hawks the other day. You gotta win that game. Even even if Atlanta's at home, you gotta beat them. Um the Knicks. Very, very tough. I think with the Knicks, bro, it really depends on home court advantage. If they are at home, uh, which they are very, very good, 23 and 11 at home, they'll be tough as hell. And and as stated, if they were to get the number four seed, if I was Brooklyn, um, you better be prepared for a dog fight, a legit dog fight. Um, so the seeding definitely matters here in the next couple of days. Uh, but my number one team, uh, as uh, you you just talked about 
is actually the Miami Heat above the second team that I'll talk about. Yep. Um, the Miami Heat, man, hot, four in a row. Of course, they come around at the right time. Jimmy Butler uh, starts looking like himself at the right time. Bam Adebayo. Uh, those two boys get to cooking them shots. Uh, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. That's, that's the main people I worry about is you have to respect the system of Miami with the great Pat Riley, with the one of the best coaches in the NBA, Eric Spolstra. And then you take in Jimmy Butler, who can now take you pretty much one-on-one, Jamar. Why? Because you got to worry about Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, who knows how to get hot at the right time. They've been to the finals, so they know what it takes now. Miami will be hell on somebody's planet. I don't know whoever get them. You better watch out. Um, you could very well get pumped, pushed around, bullied, and get put out of the playoffs. Um, they sent a clear message to Philly the other day, letting them know, uh, we play y'all. Y'all know what time it's going to be. So um, Philly, I think Philly like hoping that Miami don't get that fourth seed and that Atlanta stays there. Because I'd rather play Atlanta, right, if I'm Philly, than to play Miami in that second round. Dude, like Atlanta is the one team that teams want to play in that right. first round or second if they if they uh, move on. If the the Knicks wants to play the Hawks <laughs> in the first round, they can do so for them to go on. Because so so does Miami. The Hawks Hawks is like the the eye man out right now. I mean they're good, but it's like we know the other teams. Whoever they play is a lot better than them. That's that's what we know. Right, right, right. So Atlanta's fourth right now. The Knicks are sixth. And that's my concern with the Knicks is they had to play the, the, the team that I think is the ultimately dangerous team in the East, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they will be, oh, my goodness. They could beat the Nets, I feel like, if certain things were to just get lucky. They are for sure, if they play them, going to give them a six game to seven game. It's going to be six games at least, bro. Yeah. Putting that out there right now. It's going to be six at least. Tangibles between that will give the Knicks a lot more against Brooklyn than as opposed to Milwaukee. Right. The, the pride of New York. That 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 is a real thing in that series. Mm-hmm. Will, mm-hmm. That that will give them a lot of energy. It, it, would, it would be an instant motivation every game on top right. of that. Well, that's that's so what it is. The Knicks, man, I think they got to get that fourth seed. If they don't get that fourth seed, it's going to be tough for them, I feel like, playing Milwaukee in the first mm-hmm. round. But that'll be a great series. I just don't want to see them play. I'd rather see Atlanta get the sixth seed, as example, yeah. and New York get that fourth and, and, and Miami get that fifth, you know? And it's still doable because the Hawks are just a half game up. Miami and the Knicks are tied 39 and 31. Atlanta's 40 and 31, so it's like – if something can give, so. Right, right, right. You know, if not Atlanta, I'd like to see Miami play Milwaukee um, and, and, and see both of them duke it out in the first round. As That's going to be great. As a as a Giannis uh, am, uh, ambassador, I, I – You don't want to see Miami. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't, man. Yeah. Yeah, seeing Miami for anybody – any one of them teams gonna be like, oh sh. But um, I, I think what though, if if the, the Bucks do play the Heat and Milwaukee somehow beats the Heat, 
that lets me know that the Bucks are uh, probably as about as serious as it gets. Yep, facts. If Milwaukee beats Miami, watch out for Milwaukee. Putting that out there on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. If Miami loses to Milwaukee and Milwaukee beats them, especially in a pretty good fashion, uh, I'd be as hell nervous if I was Brooklyn in that second round. Facts. Facts. All right. Um, special shout out to the Chicago Bulls. Um, on a tough season and making national headlines on Friday, Jamar, for being the opponent of the title favorite Brooklyn Nets, whom will play their full roster, most importantly, their victory against the Chicago Bulls, just simply as a way, world, to get their rhythm uh, going scrimmage style against your Chicago Bulls, Jamar Goodman. I would be totally ticked off if I was the Bulls organization to see this, not only on national news, but in papers, uh, if I were a part of the Chicago Bulls organization. All your season, and then this is how you end your season, is by stating that the big three will play against your roster. Yeah. Uh, like, like is, that, is, that, is that good? Like, oh, of course not, but uh, mm-hmm. on a quick note about the Bulls, like, the Bulls uh, this year, as opposed to last year, you know, definitely, definitely improvement from this team. Um, and my personal belief is had Zach Levine not catch COVID, we'd be having a different story right now. Cause that, cause that game, that stretch of games where he was out hurt us big time in regards to this playoff run. So nevertheless, uh, you know, I feel like it's been a solid year from an expectation standpoint. But, but yeah, as far as that headline that you're talking about, no, that, that pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, with the Bulls, you know, hopefully things fall into place in the coming years and um, we can get a legit contender with this team. Just got to make a few more moves. Like Cody, like, you know, Cody White is phenomenal. Um, Denzel Valentine, he might stay due to his brother now being the head coach at Loyola. Um, he, you know, he's nice. Marketing, nice. It's just, I don't know, man. What is the meets and peace with the Bulls? Is it just the chemistry? Is it just that Levine was out? We got to find that out during the offseason. And so, what are you, you going to say something? Yeah, I, I think Levine being out, that, that crushed us because we were still, like, right there. And then once he left, it was like, like who's gonna feel that twenty something, twenty five plus points a game, like always putting the defense on the heels threat? Like we we didn't have that, so I think we need a third perimeter player. Well, not a third, but a second option, a third guy as far as you know the top our top players. We we need a third option. Right, right. We need an option that can put the ball on the ground. Vujovic is you know a guy that's in the post. Cody White is a catch and shoot. Levine's really the only guy that can put the Brock on the floor and get that bucket. At any time. Like, if you need a bucket, you know where to go to. You, you know, it's but we need, a, we need a second. Second guy. person, yes. Yes, so. That's the missing piece for the Bulls. I think. You get that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we'll, we'll see what this offseason is like. But head and shoulders is new, uh, you know this new regime. I'm 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 loving it. So we'll see what this offseason brings. I, I feel like more moves are to come. Yeah, definitely. So looking forward to that for sure. Um, 
So, all right, uh, we will now, um, my brother, have our 2021 Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast NBA Awards Ceremony. So, yes, thank you all for tuning in. Introducing the committee member, Mr. Jamar Goodman, for this way too early morning awards ceremony. And so, I need your pick, Jamar, for MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, Most Improved Player, Rookie of the Year, and Coach of the Year. And so, I will begin first, my brother. Um, I, I would love to see a co-MVP this year. And my co-MVPs would be actually Joel Embiid and Stephen Curry, not the Joker. I feel like him winning the award is just whack as hell. Fourth seed in the West. He got nice numbers, but it's like, okay. Like, it's just, it's, he hasn't been making really headlines. Joel Embiid makes the headlines. That's usually the MVP. You know, Joel Embiid putting up 30, 40 points, three quarters. This guy's been dominating every game he's played. Seriously. And has Philly as the number one seed um, in the East. Uh, you know, could have been a number one seed overall if he kept his health. It could have been a clear MVP if he kept his health. So although I believe that the Joker will win the award, which is like, this is like a whack MVP year. It's whack as hell. Um, Stephen Curry on top of Joel Embiid, both phenomenal seasons, carried their teams. I mean, carried them, especially Steph Curry. Um, guy got to get some heavy consideration for MVP. Uh, so I would love to see co-MVPs. Uh, who do you got for MVP? Uh, so I have Joel Embiid. Thank you. That's, that's who I have. Like, I'm not a fan of giving it to the Joker. Like, like you said, four C, like numbers. It's not like Russell Westbrook six no. averaging a triple double MVP numbers. It's just he just having to be the the by default option type thing because he's been healthy and played every game and has right numbers and the well Nuggets are right now is tied for third, but still it's not like they're a top seed. I no. feel like Joel Embiid game for game has been the best player this whole year consistently once he when he plays. It, yeah, I feel like I feel like that's his award this year, and with it being a shorter schedule, I think that's what probably debunked him in the eye of the media. But I feel like that's his award this year, man. That's yeah, man, the media and the sports world at that time just tremendously disrespectful. Um, I'm, I'm just shocked that nobody ever mentions Donovan Mitchell for MVP and the number one overall seed Utah. It's just disrespectful as hell to me, and that's just me. I, you I know, was uh, too until. Mitchell got hurt, but I was like, how come this guy is not up the MVP ladder? they clearly the best team in the league, and he's clearly the best player on that team, so why he's not getting considered? That that was pissing me off, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But speaking of defensive player of the year, um, I was stuck between his center and Ben Simmons, but since his center always gets it, man, <laughs> I want to go with Ben Simmons, although I think his – Dominance again has showed Rudy Gobert tremendous. I mean, tremendous defender. Going, he gonna go down as one of the greats. Um, it's hard to score on him. It's hard. He can defend everybody. Um, big long hands from Guadalupe, by the way. 
um, French guy. Uh, that's how he makes his money, man. Um, and so he's the favorite again for defensive player of the year again. Uh, but I just want to see somebody else get it. So therefore, I, I felt Ben Simmons been robbed a number of years. So I think finally this year they should give it to him. I, I feel you on that. And I definitely feel like Ben Simmons should have had this award in the last couple of years or so. Um, but I, I I have to pick Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Yeah. His dominance is, you know, do you know how many blocks he get per game? How many rebounds he get per game? 2.7 blocks, 13 and a half boards a game. And I'm sure there's some stats that I don't have that how he's uh, – like, you know, altering people's shots and stuff and just his presence and everything else, man. It's, mm-hmm. 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 I mean, he's been one of the focal points to keeping that team together when Mitchell is out for them to keep that number one spot. So it's like, it's kind of hard to argue against that. I mean, you could probably say the same thing about Simmons. And, his, and once again, like, you know what? How come they can't do Cody since the play of the year? Because I feel like he deserves yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing that. It'll never happen. That it could possibly only happen, possibly with the MVP, but that ain't gonna happen either. And so, um, yeah, I, I, you know, shout out to Rudy Gobert, uh, best defender in the NBA, uh, with Ben Simmons and uh, Bam Adebayo both being there as well. Um, great defensive players. Uh, my most improved player is easily Steph Curry. Um, I, I really hate that they don't have the comeback uh, of the year award, you know. It would be nice to see the NBA have that award again, but they don't. And so for me, this is like the comeback player of the year award. And so I just hands down Steph Curry. Um, I'm going in a different direction here, my friend. Um, Julius Randle. Oh, that's a good one, too. That's a good one. Um, but I don't think he get it over Steph Curry, bro. I, I think so. I mean, he went from, you know – knocking at the door to actually being an all-star and getting their team like into the playoffs and not only the playoffs, they're avoiding the elimination game. Like I, I think it's him. That's a good one. That's a really good one because it's a tremendous improvement, right? Like that's a tremendous improvement. So like Steph Curry is here. Julius Randle was here. Right. And over this past season, we know Steph Curry was hurt. We still had high expectations for him. Did anybody have any expectations for the Knicks? Did anybody have any expectations for Julius no. Randle under the being a 20 and 10 guy on a losing team that sucks? I, like, that's all we expected from him. I, I mean, when they signed him, I mean, it was like a consolation prize for them not strapping Zion Williamson. He was looked at as a poor right. man's Zion Williamson, and look at him now. Also. Right. Yep. And going to be a, a first team all NBA. Not first team, but he's going to be on an all-NBA team. Rightfully so. He better be. Yep. So he'll be on that second or third team for sure. And so um, that's a really good one, man. Um, I just picked Steph Curry just because what he's been doing all year. But that's going to be a phenomenal award. And speaking of Cole, most improved players, that could be another one. I kid you not, that could be another one. Steph Curry and Julius Randle. Uh, Sixth man of the year, bro. I got to go with D. Rose. I got to go with D-Rose. Like, as a D-Rose fan, I, I feel you. He I, always get I, robbed I, of all-stars. 
he's been getting robbed a lot lately. He's gotten robbed of all stars the last couple of years. Um, people just sleep on him. I think they should recognize him and give him the sixth man of the year this year. I mean, I, I definitely was pushing for him to win that the last couple of years. Uh, I, I, I don't see it this year. I don't. And that's only because there's only one guy that I feel like has been like the sixth man the whole year, and that's Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> right. Jordan, 18 points a game off the bench, four boards a game, two and a half assists. And the Jazz got the one record. Like Jordan Clarkson has given the green light. He's playing his best form uh, of his right. best form of his career right now. And that's yeah, man. Derrick Rose, because I, I love Derrick Rose, and, and I and I appreciate you for bringing up Derrick Rose. But I think it's Jordan Clarkson's award this year. Yep, yep. Unfortunately, Derrick Rose is like coming up short a lot. Um, Fifteen, three, and four. A um, lot of big games, a lot of closing out, but Jordan Clarkson has did a lot of that this year too, even game winners. And so um, I can't disagree with Jordan Clarkson here, man. I would just – I'm picking people I would love to see. Um, <clears throat> rookie of the year, I think it should be Anthony Edwards by default because of LaMelo Ball getting injured. If he wouldn't have got injured, it was clear for me. But he got injured. He was out for what a month. <clears throat> and Anthony Edwards put up fifty points this game, uh, this season, twice. I mean, that's that's cute, Anthony Edwards. <laughs> he's better, and he's a better player. If you ask me, if I had to pick uh, between the two, I would pick Anthony Edwards, bro. Oh no, no, I'm telling you, long not, term. I'm telling you, heck no. Anthony heck Edwards no. is the truth. No, I'm not buying it. He is the truth. LaMelo Ball finesse, yeah, he's like a Magic Johnsonist, but he's going to be a good player, you know, leading teams to, you know, good records. But if I want me just that dude, Anthony Edwards is that dude. No, I'm I'm going. Anthony Edwards is that dude. (sighs) All right. Um, For my LaMelo Ball fans, I am picking LaMelo Ball. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, he he got hurt. I mean, so did Joel Embiid, and I feel like Joel Embiid deserves that award. And as I feel like Lamelo Ball deserves that award, the only thing Anthony Edwards is better at Lamelo Ball right now scoring the ball. Lamelo Ball is better at everything else than Anthony yeah, Edwards. Yeah, Anthony right Edwards now. is nineteen five and three. I mean, that ain't bad compared to Lamelo Ball and his stats. I mean, don't get me wrong. LaMelo Ball affects the game in so many ways. You know, he's a he's going to be a triple-double machine, 15, 6, and 6. You know, it's not bad. But if I'm talking about that dude, man, Anthony Edwards is Anthony that dude. Anthony Edwards doesn't play any Them defense. highlights, man. Have you Anthony seen them Edwards. highlights from the boy? Have I, you seen I, the I, dunks? I mean, have you, have you seen LaMelo Ball's highlights? Have you seen the dimes he's dropping out here? Have you seen the craftiness? Have you seen – so Lamelo Ball game, like he's gonna have a a better, long, longer, like successful career than Anthony Edwards, for mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. One, I can see that Lamelo has the IQ. The IQ, his his IQ is like almost second to none out there. Second, his craftiness. Third, he plays defense. He plays stellar defense, and he gets that from his brother because you know his brother's a great defender that people don't give a lot of credit for. Four. Mm-hmm. I feel like his intangibles. He he wants to win. Uh, I don't know what Anthony Edwards wants to do. Like this this, I don't know where his mindset at. 
and, and I, I, I'm not a fan of Anthony Edwards. I know he can score the ball. I know he dunked on Buddy, and that was dunk of the year at the time until um, – um, Yeah, his teammate in Charlotte. Yeah, his teammate in yeah. Charlotte, yeah. Um, no, I, I feel like Lamelo. this is Lamelo's Ball's award. I, nah, man. If he never came back the rest of this year, then yeah, I would agree with you. But Lamelo Ball came back from a wrist injury that people think that he wasn't gonna come back from this year. So, oh, so that's gonna get him a award because he came I'm back right. from a wrist injury, Jamar. Really? I feel like this is impressive, game, buddy. Wow, he came back. Play. Let's give it to him. Really? He have enough. He was already hit and shoulder the leading candidate before the before he got hurt. The fact that he came back and still playing more games is like okay, he has enough games that we can give him this award. That's how I feel. For me, that's baloney, man. Look, for the month of March, Anthony Edwards averaged 24 points per game, shooting 43% from the field. That's Even cute. continued 22 points per game and improving his shooting percentage from the field at 44% as a rookie. Edwards had two 40-point games this season, which was one 50-point game, as well as 32 games in which he scored at least 20 points. So... This not only made him the top scorer in the rookie class, but also put him in front like of one of the more prolific scores in NBA history for a rookie. Okay, let me, let me this let me. this this is like reminding me of this LeBron versus Melo thing. Like Anthony Edwards is a pure talent, bro. And, and you just gotta give it to him. Like, don't don't get me wrong, the dimes are great. It's impressive, it's it's much CTV. But, I mean, you know, Anthony Edwards is must-see TV, too, man. Um, you know, his field goal percentage is uh, 44%, so that's impressive. 15, 6, and 6. You know, 16, 6, and 6. And 30, um, six point, uh, three point field goal percentage, which is very impressive. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like, man, if you really, really ask me who's just that dude, I, I just know who's that dude. I really do. And so, um, one last question for you for the subject, but 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 no, I, I know he's going to get it. You know why, Jamar? Why? You know why he's going to get it? Why not only because the injury don't matter, but it's the fact that they are eighth in the Eastern Conference, they're in the playoffs, bro. Yep, man. and they're in the playoffs because of a rookie, pretty, pretty much. They're yep. in the playoffs because of a rookie. That one person changed the whole organization, one person changed that whole thing around that. And the Timberwolves got what the worst record in the league. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Right, and so when you kind of look at it from that perspective, it's like whatever, you know. They'll 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 probably give it to Lamelo Ball, but I know who's that dude, and I know who's gonna be putting up fifty. I know who's gonna be, you know, um, probably winning championships. I know who's gonna be. Um, just that dude. I, I I know Anthony Edwards is gonna be that dude, and um, he he gonna be doing some stuff, some stuff, and so uh, you know, he putting himself literally in great company, man. Like, you know, when it came to rookie scoring leaders, um, let's see, he's in company, bro. With let me tell you, uh, number one is Luka Doncic at twenty one. But let me actually share my screen really quickly with the world. And just show you something really quickly, bro. Mm -hmm. You see this screen right here? You see that screen? Rookie scoring leaders for the last eight seasons, minimum gaze played. Look at the company he's with. 
Luka Doncic, okay, his rookie year, 21.2. Evers is averaging 20 points per game um, as a rookie. Donovan Mitchell, bro, 20 and a half. Okay, Donovan Mitchell, okay. Trey Young, scoring more than him. Okay. Um, 18.9 for Anthony Edwards. Um, But that's not true because it's 19.1. And so 19.1, okay, he's tied with Trey Young. And Trey Young is a great ball player, man. His teammate, he's scoring more than him his rookie year, Anthony Towns and John Morant, who was the rookie of the year last year. But we know who was the best player. It was Zion Williamson. That's Anthony Edwards compared to LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball will be a great point guard. He will lead this team to nice things. But we know who's that dude. Zion was that dude last year. Anthony Edwards going to come out next year, Jamar, and he going to be that dude again. He going to be scoring even more. He going to be dominating. Okay? So I just want to put that out there since LaMelo Ball is going to win Rookie of the Year for whatever reason, because he's light-skinned or because he helped the uh, Charlotte Hornets uh, get a number AC, whatever crap this is. Uh, You know how America works. But regardless of the fact, Anthony Edwards is that dude, and he's going to be that dude for many years to come. And if I was on the defensive end, I wouldn't want to stick him. I'd rather stick uh, LaMelo Ball because I know I got a really good chance of shutting him down. Um, he going to pass the ball. He going to, you know, pass the rock. Anthony Edwards ain't passing nothing. He going to give it straight to you, period. So, um, yeah. That's my pick for rookie of the year. Don't hang out with your coach of the year, man. <laughs> my coach of the year, man, is Tibbs. My coach of the year is Tibbs up in New York. Although, I believe... This is an award world where I want Tibbs to win, but I believe Monty, well, yeah, Mr. Gr- um, Mr. Money Williams up in Phoenix, I think, I think should get coach of the year. It's between him and Quinn and Phoenix, I mean, in Utah. But um, Quinn has won a lot of years recently. I don't know if you noticed. He won one of these other years too. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Quinn Snyder. And so um, – I think for that reason, yeah, you should give it to a black head coach. He's completely transformed that organization. We saw great signs of them last year, Jamar, in the bubble in Phoenix. Um, and now they are the number two seed, which I expected them to be like between the sixth and the eighth seed in the West. But they've completely excelled that. Um, Phoenix is um, a very good basketball team. It could very well be in the second round of the playoffs. So, um, you know, Phoenix, I, I think Money Williams should win it, but I would just like to see Tibbs do it because of where he brought New York from. I definitely, I, I, I actually like your pick and I respect it. Um, and I feel like this award, it's almost, I feel like it has the possibility of being as open as the MVP. It is tough. It's, 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 it's extremely tough. I mean, I did put Monty Williams down just based on the expectations from how what they did from last year to what the expectations this year and to how they exceeded expectations. That's that's what mm-hmm. I was basing off of. And dude, we we didn't expect Phoenix to be where they are right now. Mm-mm. I mean, at one point, I think like a week or a week and a half ago, they was actually the number one seed in the West for a second. 
Mm-hmm. So that that's that's crazy from a team that you know prior to last year's bubble haven't done anything at all for like right. a decade since Steve Nash. They haven't done anything since Steve Nash. Right. And they they basically got the two seed at this point. That's that's wild to me. In a Western Conference, as we know how tough the Western Conference been has been has been for the last what 15 years? <laughs> Western mm-hmm. Conference dynamic. Right. So yeah. Um I, I I think it's Monty Williams. I mean you can always throw in uh Doc Rivers I feel like she gets some consideration or mm-hmm. like you said um, even uh, Quinn Snyder, like you mentioned before, yeah, yeah, but yep, I'm going Monty, yeah, I- I'm with you. And so, uh, <clears throat> well, that includes <clears throat> our award ceremony this morning. We thank you all for tuning in with this for our most improved player, six man of the year, rookie of the year, coach of the year, defensive player of the year, and the MVP. And so, quickly, Jamar. Going into the NBA playoffs uh, for the title favorite Brooklyn Nets, is there any team that you feel can beat them in a seven-game series um, or just at least give them some type of trouble? Uh, I got I got two. One, we, we kind of mentioned already the New York Knicks, just for, for reasons we stated earlier. My second team, you know, I am an ambassador here. Yes. They were the running <clears throat> Giannis and those guys <clears throat> get them get them problems <laughs> yeah know. I'm with you man I like Milwaukee um I like Philly I've been on a Philly bandwagon for most of the season yeah I want to see them play I want to see them play really bad I hope that that is the conference finals or Milwaukee in Brooklyn though one of those two I want to see those matchups because one of those teams or both of those teams I think will give uh, Brooklyn a serious run for their money. Um, but more than most, I think Milwaukee will give them a very serious run for their money, especially if uh, Forbes is on the outside hitting those three-pointers. Because that's just – that's 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 bad. Like, that opens up the lane for Giannis. Like, if, if Milwaukee's hitting their threes, that opens up the lane for Giannis. You don't want that. You want a wall for him, right, Jamar? And if you can't build a wall for him, that's going to be really tough on you. Um, Brooklyn can barely play defense as it is. <laughs> and you telling me, Jamar, that De- DeAndre Jordan, you hear me, bro? DeAndre Jordan, you know what I'm saying? DeAndre Jordan going to stick with Giannis for seven games? Hell no. No. Brooklyn about to score. They about to score, score, score. Because if they don't, Milwaukee will beat them. We're putting that out on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. All right, let's get to some baseball. Let's get to a little bit of uh, Chicago White Sox, who are off to a very impressive start. I told you Tony LaRusso Jamar would be the dude. I told you. Uh, They are off to a pretty impressive start this season, claiming first place in the AL century and being one of the best teams in baseball. Um, I believe they now have the best record in baseball. Um, and so at 23 and 14, they just a ceiling that just tends to be ticking um, on the upward, very, very bullish. Um, and that is even without uh, Rodon 
Ian Jimenez. And these guys could be coming back. Okay. Um, what is the ceiling for this team this season? How far? What can the Sox do this year? <laughs> you both know <laughs> what we're looking at. I'm right. Ready, I'm ready for October baseball, possibly right at the end of October, maybe the first day of November. <laughs> That's what I'm looking at. That meaning yes. World mm-hmm. Series, baby. World Series yes. champs, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, man. I think the Sox can win it all this year. Um, that defense is tremendous. Um, and, and they've lost how many games, bro, just because of the bullpen? Imagine if that was together. Oh, no. And you, you took my, my last point. It's like this team has still have room for improvement. That's the scary part about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So White Sox continue to show up that bullpen, bro, and um, just get that pitching just more and more intact. Uh, the runs are going to be there. The bats are going to be there with the Sox, period. Um, that's going to be there. Uh, we just get the pitching and the bullpen together. The sky's the limit for this team. Um, I want to get real greedy. I want an excellent record. I, I don't want to be at 89 and 73. I want to see the Sox win 100. I want to see that. You know, I want to see if the Sox can get 100. And the crazy thing is, I know we point to the bullpen, which is the weak point by default. They only given up 131 runs. That is a lot lower. That's in the better part, like top 10 better part of the whole league. Mm-hmm. And our bullpen mm-hmm. issue. But we have the best point differential of plus 64. Eight and yep. ten in the last 10 games. Game and a half up on the Indians. I'm, I'm loving it. I am loving it. Like my, mm-hmm. my wife uh, – because uh, as you know, our anniversary was a few days ago. My wife got me a white sock. Yes. Happy anniversary, government family. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. She got me a white sock hoodie. I meant to, I meant to have it mm. on. Like, all right, dude, I've been rocking this hoodie every day. Matter of fact, I'm about to wear it <laughs> in a few minutes. <laughs> all right. That is I'm loving it, man. That is awesome, man. And the white socks are definitely uh on the games. upward trend. Hundred games, man. I'm looking for a hundred, man. And so um, this is um, what we want around here. Uh, we got high expect. We, we, we got expectations. I'm not gonna give overly whelming expectations for the um, White Sox, but there's some expectations I got for them. So we see how things go. Um, yes, and so uh, that is a special shout out. Uh, shout out to the Cubs. They are. Trying to stay relevant, they're near 500. You know, um, they got a few things that show up. They're not that bad, and so um, that is the early morning sports talk podcast for today, world. And so we thank you all for tuning in with us. Uh, we always appreciate the likes, the conversation, and so uh, just curious, Jamar, before we head into the weekend, any final thoughts or shoutouts? I, I know I'm frozen again, but. Uh... You know, it is uh, the weather's getting lovely out here. Uh, things and you know, places starting to open up more and more. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's fine. You choose not to. That's fine. I mean, whatever you want to do, that's your prerogative. Just whatever, mm-hmm. be responsible. Yes, I hear you, man. And you know, uh, if you could, world, get those vaccinations. Uh, if the world's opening up, why not get yourself? vaccinated um it's not as bad as you guys think and so um it only takes a few minutes and you know a little bit of pain on the first shot um hear things about the second shot but i still think it's worth it and so 
Um, that way you can really, really enjoy everything and take off your mask because the world is opening up. And as stated, CDC is now recommending that people who are vaccinated to take off their mask now. And so uh, that is very, very cool that the CDC has now recommended that if you are vaccinated, um, that is just awesome. You know, the CDC has recommended, I was saying, Jamar, that if you are fully vaccinated, that you can't take off your mask. And so um, that's why I'm on the process of uh, getting fully vaccinated. And so um, that will just open up a lot of doors. And so I am uh, happy to take off this mask um, and, and just have a normal life again. Not exactly as normal as it was, but, you know, a little bit, you know, a little bit normal. And so, um, yes, enjoy this weather, as Jamar stated, um, and be responsible. And so uh, we thank you all for tuning in with us this morning on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Um, and may you all have a blessed weekend, a safe weekend. And we thank you again. Peace. Peace out.